superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But we start this program today. This is the Rich Eisen Show. With two words. Back, back. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Juan Soto is your 2022 Home Run Derby champion. The Rich Eisen Show. Clayton Kershaw starting the All-Star Game. I'm just so excited I get to do it here at Dodger Stadium. Today's guests, ESPN baseball host Carl Ravitch, Sydney and Taylor Scott, actor Justin Hartley. Plus, your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Can confirm sources say, and now you can all see on Peacock, it is me. (laughs) Welcome to the Rich Eisen Show here in Los Angeles, California, home of the Major League Baseball All-Star Game tonight in Chavez Ravine. California, Los Angeles, California, Dodger Stadium, where it will be one billion degrees tonight. Start <laughs> um, driving now. <laughs> and uh, at any rate, uh, good stuff. Good stuff last night in the Home Run Derby. We're going to talk about it today with the man who called it last night and the worldwide leader in sports. Carl Ravitch will be on this program, my longtime friend from back in the day. And boy, back in the day is the phrase that pays today because today would have been, I hate saying those words, Stuart Scott's 57th birthday today, and in his honor, two of his uh, most prideful and joyful people on planet Earth, his daughters, Sydney and Taylor Scott, will join me here in studio, and we're going to have some ice cream in his honor and just stroll down memory lane. That's going to be an hour number two, a special day to say the least, no doubt, and we'd love to have you part of it at 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on this program. Justin Hartley from that hilarious show, This Is Us, on NBC. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's the exact opposite. Um, he, he's coming in here uh, once again. We haven't we haven't seen him in a long time. Uh, this Is Us, as you know, um, is, is all wrapped up and done. He's got a, a new drink that he hey. wants to tell us all about. Um, he's got some spirits. So this is a very spirited day here on this program. Uh, He will join us in hour number three in studio. Good to see you over there, Christopher Brockman. How are you? Hey, man, what's happening? Uh, DJ Mikey D is in these nuts. Good to see you over there. Uh, By the way, I'm getting that out of the way before uh, Stuart's uh, daughters come in here today. Clean up your workspaces. We got to put our best foot forward. (laughs) TJ Jefferson, you've already lit the candle. Good to see you over there, sir. I mean, having his daughters in today, this yep. is this is going to be really special today, man. And I, I know for like a month you've been working on get, making this happen, so this is going to be exciting. I'm glad that you feel yeah. that way because I feel the yeah. same way too. I haven't seen his uh, his beautiful daughters since they were babies, literally. 
Um, so uh, it'll be great to, to have them here in, in studio. And that, again, it'll be an hour number two. It'll be very special. We hope you do tune in uh, here on this day where yet more um, NFL training camps for rookies open up. Uh, college football is beginning to, to ramp up as well. It's the SEC Media Day. Greg Sankey, the uh, SEC commissioner, spoke yesterday. Nick Saban, speaking of D's nuts, uh, is speaking right now. <laughs> oh, um, oh, and I so he's, he's, joining, uh, he's joining the fray. Uh, we'll see Jimbo Fisher, and then uh, in between them will be sliced bread. Um, so uh, that's, a, that's a little bloggers reference for those out there who may re- recall. Um, so uh, we'll keep an eye on all of that. College football starting up. Uh, it, it's like exciting. so soon. Like, it's like, right around it the corner. It seems like it's six weeks away. It's right around the corner. Awesome. Right around the corner. Yeah, um, so like I said, we're, we're keeping an eye on, on, on all of this. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We say hello to our Peacock viewers. We say hello to our NBC Sports, uh, Sirius XM Channel 85 NBC Sports Audio listeners, the Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Network, coast to coast, 49 uh, affiliates strong. We're coming close to the the big 5-0. And uh, Odyssey app listeners and our YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show subscribers. Catch up on anything that you miss, and we say a special hello to our podcast listeners getting this show on our podcast uh, network cumulus podcast network we're all podcasts are, are available what's up podcast people what's up podcast people <laughs> so um what a, a fun home run derby last night right i mean i thoroughly enjoyed it. it i i i offer my kudos to those players who said you know what um it's going to be 100 million degrees and i'm going to put on my uniform and i'm going to go uh, try and yank some baseballs out of Dodger Stadium. And uh, if you're Pete Alonso, you're going to start, you know, I guess, lifting weights in between at-bats. Did you see some of that <laughs> last night? Maniac. There's in his full <laughs> yeah. Met uniform, and he's like, he's like squat. He's squatting. He's yeah. swinging and squatting. And, uh, and it was just a great mix of young and old. I mean, you've got Albert Pujols there last night, kind of. Like, it, 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 it was kind of like his daughter's wedding, and everybody's kind of uh, going in and asking him for favors in the middle of the wedding. You know, that's what it was kind of like. It, the only thing that was missing was him, uh, you know, petting a cat while talking to the, uh, the undertaker, <laughs> looking for revenge. You know, I mean, he was the godfather, is essentially what I'm saying last night. And, um, and you, I just loved how when he was done with his at-bat, everybody came out and surrounded him yeah, cool. and gave him some love and... The only, I'm getting goosebumps talking about this. That it just, it, it reminded me, and it's obviously different, but uh, this is what it reminded me of when Ted Williams threw out the ceremonial first pitch of the 1999 All Star Game in Fenway Park, the night of the uh, All Century team being introduced. Uh, Kevin Costner emceeing. I was. Yep hosting the ESPN radio coverage, standing behind Carlton Fisk, who was receiving the first pitch from Ted Williams. And uh, I was standing there with a microphone with goosebumps on my arms. And and as soon as Ted Williams was done throwing that first pitch, every single human being that was introduced from the all-century, all-time team and the current all-stars that were all lined up there in a a constellation of of a diamond around Ted Williams, they just converged on Ted and I remember the 
public address announcer in Fenway Park essentially saying after two minutes, you know, can we clear the field? Got to play the game. And, and that's what last night's moment with Albert Pujols kind of reminded me of. Where everyone knows this could be the last time that he's at an all-star event with a uniform on. You never know with him. And, you know, young and old around Albert Pujols, former teammates. And then a night gets dominated by two of the young stars of the game. With all due respect to the polar bear who got bounced, he got bounced by Julio Rodriguez of your Seattle Mariners. And he's raking. And Juan Soto is raking. And the two of them meet in the final. And it was awesome. Julio Rodriguez of the Seattle Mariners. Okay, 14 straight wins the Mariners have. And then this kid shows up and he bombs 32 out. (laughs) And I'm thinking to myself, look, I know youth serves. And I know kids don't know what they don't know. But, you know, poor Corey Seager. His dad's throwing to him. And and Corey Seager's hitting some out at an and I think he hit like four of his first five out, five of yeah. his first six out, and it wasn't, as you're watching it, you, you're thinking, he's not going fast enough. Right. He's not going to have enough. Like his dad needs to pick up the pace. Well, and, and it's it's like a leisurely nice yeah. moment between father and son. That's great. And, and they probably... made a big deal about the bat he was using. He was using this really heavy and big bat. You could see him choke up yeah, on it so maybe. he could get some more pop. But he's not moving fast enough. But his enough. dad was just like, hey, we're in the backyard. We're playing catch. It's, 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 it's kind of like, you know, and I'm not there yet, um, but I think, you know, dads of college-age kids, when they show up to college and they start – trying to go beer for beer with their kids and their friends. And it's just like, you, you, you can't, you're not going to be able to keep pace. I mean, you think you got it still. And right. you know, and all of a sudden you're just like <laughs> bed spinning and the other kids are just throwing them back. That's what it felt like to me. He's like, you're not, That's you're good. Funny. You still got it. You're terrific. Yeah. But you're going against the kid here. And Rodriguez Finishes second, and by the way, his uh, his prize money for finishing second was seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, or fifty thousand dollars more than the minimum he's currently making this year. He made more money last night in hitting eighty one home runs in his three at bats <laughs> than he did than he has than he will all year. Made sense, though. He wanted to participate. <laughs> that's it, right? Exactly. To supplement that income, that's and right. then and then Juan Soto gets a million dollars for winning, or in other words, complete chump change of whatever's coming this young man's 439 way. less than what he turned down, I mean, <laughs> reportedly. Chump change, like literally couch cushion money for Juan Soto he made last night. I mean, just by the way, 53 home runs, very, very economical. That's all he needed. Yeah, you well, know, he went second a bunch of the I times understand where that. Was like, where you just, yeah, you're just over. You don't yeah. have to go first and but. just keep cranking him out and setting a number that no one's going to reach. But now it's Juan Soto time, everybody. Yeah, that's fun. Now it is Juan Soto time. And now, you know, tonight's game will play and we'll have a nice night and Clayton Kershaw on the mound to throw the first pitch of the game. And it's not ceremonial. Everyone, you know, yeah. kind of thought that Clayton Kershaw every year, he's got kind of year to year plan and. And how much longer is he going to be? He is a legitimate starting pitcher of an all-star game. Legit. 
It's, it, you know, obviously you're going to give the nod if the tie goes to Kershaw when the game's in Los Angeles. Um, but this is a legit start, and it's pretty neat. He's going to get the first pitch, the first pitch thrown in this All Star game tonight is thrown by Clayton Kershaw. Love it, great. But once all the dust settles, it's going to be about Juan Soto and where he is he winding up. And I don't know what's going on. Whatever all-star break people may be having, I cannot imagine general managers are taking any time off right now. Like, there are people working phones or they are working internally. They are Zooming. They're doing whatever they're doing right now to figure out what package can they put together for this kid. And it's going to be rich. I mean, basically... Look at your farm system. Take a look at your top two prospects, if not top three, and say, "Vaya con Dios." All the plans that we had for you, <laughs> yeah. we're going to work you in later this year. We're going to work you in in 2023. Well, we're looking down the road in 2024. We yeah. think you'll be ready by then if you beat it. Our expectations. That'll be great. Uh, you know what? We'll, we'll, we won't pay that guy in 2023 because we've got this kid coming up. Or you know what? That 2024 free agent. Uh, moment. We, we 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 don't need that because we've got the kid. All those plans, flush them down the toilet. Every last one of them. <laughs> name it. Name a team. Name a team with a ton of money. Name a team with you know. I don't know. I mean, you you got to sit here and think if you're a major league baseball owner, even if you're sitting on your nest egg. You know the Orioles have a a. Big opportunity here, even with this kid. I'm serious. Well, the Orioles have a lot of good prospects, uh, but but they don't spend money. You know, they haven't spent money. Like, that's, I'm sure Orioles fans are sitting there going, (laughs) Yeah, right, Rich. Nice try. Why not? Why not? They have five of the top 100 prospects. Why not? That gets it done. Even if you don't spend money, you've got to sit here and think, Kids 23. Even Yankee fans, I know some Yankee fans, and you keep saying it, just try to troll me. Judge is 30, and you want to pay Judge all that money, or do you want to pay all that money plus a little bit more, a little something that <laughs> wet your beak a little bit for somebody who's 23? Yep. <laughs> he's 23. And he's incredible, and he is amazing, and he is somebody that, I don't know, does he not want to play in Washington, D.C.? He says he does. Do you have that soundbite, if you don't mind, Mike Hoskins? He says he does. He says, I want to stay. When he turned down $400 million over 15 years, is that what it is? Well, $440, let's not uh, okay. shortchange. The... Okay, for 15 years? Yeah. This is what Juan Soto had to say about the situation. I've been, I've been a national since day one. Why I should want to change. I've been here my whole life and my career. I just, I just feel great where I'm at, and whatever the decision they make, I'm just gonna get comfortable in a couple of days. Uh, but at the end of the day, like I say, I don't control any of that. I'm just here to play baseball and play as hard as I can. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't talked to anybody to tell me how that changed or what was the mindset. But definitely, it's like you say, they a couple of weeks ago they were saying. They will never train me, and now they, all these things he came out. Uh, feels really uncomfortable. You don't know what to trust, but at the end of the day, 
uh, is out on my hands of what decision they made. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, my. I know. I feel it from the right side of this room. Feel it from over there. <laughs> feel it from over there. A few years ago, a few years, a few years ago, that man over there who's oh, a Met no, fan no. of the Rich Eisen show, it, we wouldn't even, I wouldn't even look in your direction. No. Will Ponds, what are you, really? Yeah, you're going to spend money. What, 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 what are we, we going to bring Bernie Madoff back from the dead and get your money back? <laughs> Give it a Juan Soto? Is that what you're going to do? But now, don't call me Bobby Axelrod, <laughs> who owns the Mets. This is real. Trying to tell you. I told you that months ago. Do they have the prospects for it? All right, so I'm looking yes. at the top 100, right? The Mets have the number two overall prospect, the okay. catcher, Francisco Alvarez. They have number 20, number 52, number 87. So okay. All four of those guys gone. And then what other current player would you be willing to part with? Two or three guys, maybe, to get Juan Soto. Because this is what it's going to take. You're going to have to would you decimate give up, would you give up all DeGrom? of your farm system players. <laughs> yeah, no, Chris. no, DeGrom. Yeah, Chris, we'll give up Jacob DeGrom for Soto. I don't think they'd even want him. Honestly, every Met fan should say yes. If it's Degrom and prospects for Soto, yes, a thousand times. But why would the what are you why would, but why would the guy not, that can't say healthy? But why would, exactly? Happen. Why would the why would the Nationals take somebody who's having trouble staying healthy? Yeah, well, I mean that's the whole thing. Because he's, he's trying to put me in. He's trying to put me in the mix. Deal's I mean, done. I don't know. Look, I tried to tell you guys two or three months ago this was going to happen. I don't know. I feel like it. There's a good chance that he ends up. If it's not this year, then next year. Juan Soto sweepstakes has begun. Did you see Sterling Marte last night? He was like his personal hype man all night. Of course, he, Marte didn't let him like four feet. It was like they oh, had no. were electronically linked together, and he couldn't stray from. Well, Marte looked great in uh, Washington D.C. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I don't know, man. You have there no you. idea. Whoa, easy. What's man. it going to take? We're trying to win a championship. If you're the national, because again, you know what? And then the Phillies, the Phillies will be yeah. knocking on the door. Everybody is. Yeah. If the Yankees are knocking on the door, and you know they have to even. The Phillies, they, I every, don't think, have the prospect. But everybody's going to knock on the door. Yankees have got to knock on a door. And that, that, if the Yankees knock on a door, the Red Sox are knocking on a door. Everybody's knocking on the door. Everybody's got to kick a tire. Yeah. Yeah, like literally every baseball team yeah. has got to make this call. Like Durant, you have to at least The Yankees have check. five of the top 72 prospects. Yeah. But do they have the money? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I just gave myself a good laugh. Hey, how? You've got the money. You've got it. It's somewhere. We know it. Go over the luxury tax. Who cares? Who cares? Let's just put it this way. The, the, the name of my next fantasy team will not be Don't Trade for Soto. <laughs> it's open. You had success with that name, though. Sure. Doors open. Who's going to walk through it? Carl Ravitch will walk through it next on this Rich Eisen show. He called the Home Run Derby last night. We will talk to him about this Soto subject, the Home Run Derby, tonight's All-Star Game, which I'm rooting to finally finish in a tie because if it finishes uh, tied after nine, there's a Home Run Derby again. What a great idea. Great idea. We'll discuss that a little bit more on this program. But Carl Ravitch and on uh, on what would have been the 57th birthday of our longtime friend and colleague, Stuart Scott. So there will be lots of to discuss with Carl when we come back here on this edition of The Rich Eisen Show. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, 
Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial on the Terrestrial Radio Network, along with Peacock and Sirius XM Channel 85 and the Odyssey app and our podcast and so much more. Uh, I haven't spoken to this man in, in, in way too long, um, and uh, I go back in the day with him, so there's so much to discuss with a man who uh, is the voice of Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN and called the Home Run Derby and will be part of the ESPN coverage in advance of tonight's Major League Baseball All-Star Game here in Los Angeles, California. My friend Carl Ravitch on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. How you doing, Ravi? How you been? I'm good, Richard. How are you doing? Good to speak with you again. It has been a little bit. It has. About it. it has been a minute, as they as they say. Uh, <laughs> what was that like in person last night? Seeing that calling it last yeah, night. So it was different. Um, I would say, having done this for a long time now, and having been through the you know the Bryce Harpers and the Todd Frazier's. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little different in the fact that Julio Rodriguez dominated the event. He was the only guy that got on those rolls where you kind of see seven, eight, nine in a row. Nobody else did that. Pujols was a great story, but he was a great story because he's a legend. Uh, it wasn't as if he went out there and, and lit the world on fire. Schwarber and Alonzo didn't have good nights. The energy was was unique. It's it's you know, and you can speak to this better than anybody, but. There was there was a different energy than what we have seen in other ballparks. Um, so I thought it was you know look it's it's always a a great event. Rodriguez shined last night. Soto's got all these distractions around him, and he was able to focus. But I would say, relatively speaking, it, it was probably a little flatter than other derbies we've seen, and through no fault of anybody's. But that's you're you're, you're kind of beholden to the. To the participants, and last night after Rodriguez and Seager, you know, hit what fifty-five <laughs> homers between them in the first round. You're like, right. this is going to be the most amazing home run derby we've ever seen. And it, literally, you were at the top of the roller coaster after those two guys hit, and it kind of steadily went down after that. That's that was my impression being there. Before we uh, get to the, uh, serve the youth uh, of the evening, and and then obviously Juan Soto's future, immediate and long term. Uh, let's talk about the OG in uh, in Pujols. What a what a moment last night! Yeah. I, I was saying that you know obviously there's only one Ted Williams, uh, but when uh, Ted Williams threw out that ceremonial first pitch prior to the '99 All Star Game in Fenway Park and the all time team along with the current All Stars right. all converged on him. That's that's what it kind of felt like to see uh, you know everyone surrounding Pujols last night after his first AB. Uh, uh, that that was amazing. What a moment that was, Carl. That was cool, and when we were sitting right there, obviously we're right off the third baseline right. on the field, uh, and it started with the Dominican players. I mean, they were the ones that kind of started a trickle effect. And if I'm not mistaken, we we went to commercial, we came back, and everybody had gotten up and, and gone to them uh, on both sides. 
Yeah, I, I certainly went back to Fenway Park in 99 and Ted Williams in the golf cart and Tony Gwynn and discussing with the All-Stars, do you, do you smell you know the smoke coming <laughs> off your bat when you foul the ball right. off, et cetera, et cetera. It absolutely had that feel. And the other side of it was, to his credit, you know, Pujols was willing to embrace it. He, he wasn't... He wasn't sort of brushing it off like everybody go sit down. He he, he enjoyed the moment, and we, we we've been at ESPN throughout his career. You were certainly there for a great part of it. Uh, the machine, you know, has been reduced a little bit in his in his age, but he's one of the greatest right-handed hitters that we've ever seen and will ever see. Um, and to see the, the reverence that people like Manny Machado, et cetera, who've been pretty vocal about the lack of attention that he thinks Pujols is getting in his final year, and Miguel Cabrera, that, that was one of those moments. And, and that was one of the moments that when you watch the home run derby last night that you'll remember was how everybody you know, treated Albert Pujols. And I assume tonight uh, they may both get similar treatment, mm. but it was really unique, and it, and it was unscripted. There, there was no choreography behind it. They realized uh, we should go and, and surround this guy and, and salute him. And you saw Soto was the one bowing down to him uh, more than anyone else. <laughs> Carl Ravitch, Sunday night baseball voice and longtime voice of baseball and also sports center uh, right here on the Rich Eisen show on the night of the all-star game. Uh, Juan Soto getting a million dollars for winning. Um, and uh, that's chump change. It's interesting that Rodriguez made more money last night than he's going to make in his minimum year contract this year. But what is the deal with Soto? Why why, why are he and uh, Washington seemingly on the verge of parting ways here? Carl? Well, I, I think it's multifaceted. I think that there's, I think it was a sincere offer. Um I think that the sale of the Nationals is a big deal. I think any prospective owner coming in would like to make sure that that stuff is taken care of. Um, look, you can look at it from both sides. He's, he's obviously one of the great young players in the game. He's uniquely talented with his ability to, to recognize strikes and balls. He can elevate the baseball. But baseball, and we know this from years, is not an individual sport. Uh, at some point, you, you can't allow your franchise to have such a percentage of the salary be spent on one guy. And look, he just, he, given where we are economically, he's going to get four or five hundred million dollars over whatever length of time this contract goes. But Mike Trout hasn't been in the playoffs, let alone mm-hmm. threatened the World Series, and he is the unquestioned best baseball player on the planet. If Soto's a notch down from him, well, how much money do we commit to one player, and who are we going to be able to surround him with? And if we're going to get, you know, what what the Marlins uh, got when they let Miguel Cabrera go years ago, and a couple of really good pitchers and major league ready players, well, do are, are we better off? And, and those are legitimate questions. Um, it was odd. I mean, I don't know what you saw yesterday, but. Soto sitting there answering questions and literally kind of lurking over his his left shoulder is Scott Boris, <laughs> <laughs> kind of filtering the questions, hearing what people are asking, making sure that Soto is is not going to misspeak. Um, that that was that was an interesting look yesterday. So I you know I, I look I see both sides of it. Um, he's still got a year and two, two years left. You know, so I, it's unique uh, and it's unique to baseball that. One guy who's two years out of free agency is is turning down $440 million over 15 years 
And for the next two weeks, he's the biggest story in baseball, and it's not close. So what do you think it'll take? Uh, we were just uh, – we opened the show by saying uh, anybody who's been, you know, planning for the future, as every general manager does in baseball, can take a look at their, what, top two, three prospects and say vaya con Dios, right? I mean, wouldn't that be it? Or what, what do you think it would take, at least, to get him? So I, I, Yeah, I, I look, the, the comp is, is Cabrera um... – I think that was two two really good players, and they took on the contract of Dontrell Willis uh, at the same time. Um, it's a hard one to say because I don't think, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be, you know, avoiding the question here. Sure. Um, and I'm not even sure why it got to a place where two years removed from free agency, this, this is even a conversation. Uh, we're really going to expedite a deal for Juan Soto, and it appears, according to people that that I know Buster only has spoken with, even I casually kind of get in the room's feel, said, no, he's going. Like, this is happening in the next two weeks. Has to do as much with who's going to own the team um, as as the present. Yeah, I think two or three major league-ready players now. Um, Mike Rizzo is really good at his job. He doesn't lose trades. But this is a hard one to judge, and it will take three or four or five years to judge whether they did really well or or they got fleeced. Um, but, yeah, two, three really major league ready players with a couple of prospects. And if you start to ask, well, who's who's in position to do that? The Padres, the St. Louis Cardinals. I think the Bonds experience in San Francisco brings them into the picture. I think, look, Julio Rodriguez and where the Mariners are now and where they're going is another possibility. And if I'm Steve Cohen or if I'm the richest owner in baseball, <laughs> I'm certainly going to my – my guy Sandy Alderson is saying, "Look, let's say money isn't a factor. Because <laughs> for me, it ain't. How, how much are we gonna? How much is it gonna cost us to get involved in this Juan Soto thing?" And, and look, Sandy may say, we, "We're not doing that." But Degrom is coming up for a new contract. Maybe, maybe you pivot and you say to Soto and the Nationals, "We we have these players, and they got a lot of players, and we got an owner. Not that this part would be public, but." I got an owner who's willing to spend five hundred million dollars on this guy, so let's let's make it happen. The challenge is this is not in your world. This is not a sign and trade thing. You know that's the that's the biggest challenge. It's not like the not like the Nationals can say, well, Steve, what are you willing to pay? Well, we'll give him seven for five hundred million dollars. Okay, well, we'll sign him to that, and then we'll make a deal. That that's not going to happen. But if I'm calling, I'm certainly going to my my guys and saying. Let's take money out of the equation, which no one ever says, but he has the ability to do it. Let's see what we can we can work on. Carl Ravitch here on the Rich Eisen Show. What if you're Brian Cashman, right? You got a team that is yep. uh, on fire. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously July they've they've slipped a bit, but still the lead is is uh, insurmountable in the division. You got the Astros sitting there right behind you, though, um, mm-hmm. and easily your best shot to win a World Series since '09. Do you? And I know this is nuts, but do you upset the apple cart for for Juan Soto? Do you really do that, or do you just go and target the needs that you have? Get that starting pitcher that I think they definitely need, um, and an extra bat. But is is Juan Soto the extra bat? I mean, you know what I mean? Like I I don't know. Do you do you really well, that's do why, that? That's why I think. Look, we grew up in the George Steinbrenner era. Of course, we grew up with this. This is a Yankee wheelhouse move. No doubt. When George Steinbrenner owns it, like all of a sudden, that's the team on top. If mm. Soto's free, the Yankees are going to be in on this. 
I personally don't think they do that. Like they got their own five hundred million dollar guy that they're trying to nail down. And yeah, but he's thirty, it. Carl. He's thirty. You know what I mean? Like There's uh, no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. And look, we all know Yankee Stadium and a left-handed hitter. I mean, there's <laughs> there's, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things to like about that. Uh, but I would fall back on one guy doesn't 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 do it for me. What the Yankees do have, Rich, is they have all bu- they have a whole bunch of prospects. I mean, one thing Cashman's done in the last few years is load up on prospects, including a shortstop there, Volpe, who's terrific. Uh, and they got a lot of a lot of good players. Uh, when it comes to baseball, having having watched this stuff, there's two things that, that kind of upset my apple cart. Every time we get around the draft um, and trade deadline, you hear organizations saying, we're not trading our prospects, which I never understood because you were the ones that mined the prospects. You found them. We just finished a draft. There's a lot of prospects. You, you can find more. I, I never quite got the team saying, well, we can't give up. Like, he's untouchable. Like, are you kidding me? It's baseball. There's seven more of those guys. We didn't know Juan Soto 10 years ago. We had barely known Julio Rodriguez two years ago. How are we doing now? One's the, you know, the best player in the game, and one dominated a home run derby. So prospects don't scare me to move uh, with regards to a player like Soto. Um, and, and then the other one is the, is the financial component of it. You know, you 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 have money. All these teams, all these teams could afford a Juan Soto if they if they made that decision. Uh, that the idea that we can't spend or we don't have the money to do that, you do. Um, and there are different different market sizes, but that's a choice you can make. The Colorado Rockies just signed Chris Bryant to a massive deal after not giving Nolan Arenado. Money. Mm. Where did that money come? Right. These teams have it. So, um, but I don't. I don't see the Yankees as a realistic player. But it's it's a two year deal. I mean, you you can trade five prospects and you have them for two years, and, and you run out of here. You could certainly do that. I don't see that. Carl Ravitch here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, hey, Carl. Before I let you go tonight uh, for tonight's uh, game, um, it's uh, would have been Stewart's fifty seventh birthday today. And I've got his daughters, uh, Taylor and Sydney, in studio. Uh, in hour number two, we're going to have some ice cream and share some memories and talk awesome. talk awesome. about his uh, memorial fund. Um, that's an association so Stu, with by the Jimmy way, Rich, Stu and I. Stu and I used to stand on the same soccer sidelines uh, when our kids were playing. Is soccer that together. right? Tell what was that like? What was that like? Was what was? How is how is Stewart as a soccer dad? How was he? As a he soccer? was good. Like I mean, yeah. like like uh, he was not like Trey Wingo, who you know very well, yes. uh, was one of those guys when uh, Chappie was playing uh, football or or other sports. He would run up and down the sidelines. Stu was Stuart was more reserved. Uh, he, he kind of he watched. He watched with great pride. Uh, he loved the athleticism of the girls, but he, he was less. He was less animated than others on the sideline. There was there was not a lot of booyah uh, for every kick or every group because at that age, you know, when there are six players on each side uh, and there's twelve around the the soccer ball, there's not a lot of booyah going on. So it wasn't like the Sports Center commercial where he's uh, no, no. he's he's no. Uh, rejecting the uh, the kids coming at the rack on him, right? Where he's yelling at them, or... right? Or yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he didn't do that one. A lot of that. There wasn't a lot of one. He and Kenny Maine were trying to motivate somebody to say, "No, you don't do it that way." I need some energy out of you. We didn't get a lot of that on the side. What's your memory of doing the shows with Stu, uh, Carl, back in the day? Well, 
I'll be honest with you. The memory of doing the shows with a lot of those guys was there was a there was a slight level of awe in in watching you know Olbermann and Patrick mm. and Stu because you're kind of you're kind of looking at individuals. You, you know this. Everybody is an individual, so everybody's doing their own thing. Right. Uh, there's great tag team stuff going on, but there's a lot of individual. He was a unique actor, and there's there's no doubt about that. He was such a wonderful actor. It's like almost watching a play from from literally two feet away. Like, oh my gosh, look at what this guy's doing. Look at how he does the highlights. See, I loved watching him. He bent over the desk, as he you did. know, he'd hold up the shot sheet. Yes, he'd have one eye on the shot sheet. He'd have one eye watching the video. Uh, and, and he was terrific. I was watching uh, him do that too. And, and the things that I would watch him do, Carl, was he would when he would receive the shot sheet again. It's the, uh, for the for those who may not know, you get a you get paperwork, um, and and it's kind of like a line by line. They give you um, uh, basically to let you know what the situation is and what the the result is, and like, hey, it's two men on, and and it's a three run homer, and things like that is he would get the shot sheet in the commercial break, Carl, and then he would know where he could use his catchphrases and he would write them right. down on the shot sheet. And he right. would, and, and I just remembered he would always spell out Booyah. He would spell out Booyah. It was B-O-O-Y-O-W. That's how he would spell it. Booyah. That's how he would spell it on his shot sheets. And he would nail it. He would nail it every time, every single time. And you're right. He would bend over because, you know, he had, he had poor eyesight as well. Right. You know, and right. so, and he would always need the the lights up, but it was a party, man. Every time, every single time, whenever he did it, you know, so um, he would have been 57 today. Oh, and I had Killer in studio just a couple weeks ago. I had uh, Killborn here as well. <laughs> so that's <laughs> yeah, I love that laugh. <laughs> great laugh. <laughs> yep. Yep. He would hey, feel good. Just remember. Yeah. Bruins. Uh, Bruins Lightning. Yeah. You ever remember that uncle who used to kind of ask you to come behind the shed to try the skate? Let's go to the let's go to the highlights. That was the lead into Bruins Lightning. That was the lead. Oh, you go, God, yeah. So we all had that neighborhood and the family that had that rink. And remember when you walked down the street with your skates slung over your shoulder and the hockey stick, and then that guy would say, "Hey, come on over here and let me put your skates on." The Bruins and the Canadians. <laughs> You'll be happy. There were two obsessions, too. There was was the the randomness. Look, uh, he knows this. Steve Anderson, we're going, we're pulling the curtain back. Steve Anderson was in charge of SportsCenter at that point. Um, After about two weeks, I walked into Steve Anderson's office and I said, I'm sorry, I I don't get any of this. I can't do this. None of this is making sense. He, he's tie, he's got this Spud Webb obsession. Uh, he, there's a there's a Pooh Richardson thing going on here. Uh, I'm used to working with people who seem to take this this thing this sport thing a little more seriously. And to his to his wonderful credit, Steve Anderson said, "Carl, I hear you. Be patient." And in about a month, uh, I was the straight man to his comedic act, and it was it really worked really really well. It so sure I, did, I man. Steve Anderson credit. Because that was a foreign language he was speaking. It's still just so you're aware, he still has a Minnesota Timberwolves fixation, in case you're wondering. Uh, and then yeah. on occasion, uh, he would glance at the screen and uh, worry that the pants color that he was wearing was not being uh, accurately portrayed by the color on the screen. 
Uh, he was concerned about that. <laughs> He's concerned that the pants was coming across the two gold. He, he would sit in his cubicle and he would talk to himself, and the mirror was his best friend. He's a beautiful person. <laughs> oh, oh man! I mean, it's just <laughs> oh, poo! I, yeah, I, I'm sorry for digressing. Not at all. This is great. A great time in our lives when uh, it was when uh, Sports Center was was such a such an appointment viewing show, and and you and he and yeah. Stu and. Keith and Dan were all were all major faces and, and parts of that. Amazing, yeah. Stewart again would have been fifty seven today. I just figured I'd go uh, stroll down memory lane with you. Uh, great to listen to you. I really enjoy the you and the rest of the crew on Sunday nights. Um, and I look forward to the second half of the season. Let's do this again as we get closer to the playoffs. Carl, thanks for the time. Let's do it. Thanks, Rich. Great to be on with you. Buddy. Right back at you. Enjoy tonight's All Star Game, Carl Ravage. <laughs> I just mentioned Kilborn's name and he starts giggling. I feel like there were so many more stories Carl wanted to tell. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Also, just like, I don't get it. He's got a spud web fixation. I don't get it. He's got a spud web fixation. poo thing going poo on. Thing going on. <laughs> Come behind my shed. Let me tie your skates for you. Oh, we'll take a break. <laughs> that literally was his hockey leadings because he didn't, he didn't really care much about hockey. But ESPN at the time, as it is now once again, was the was the home of NHL uh, broadcast. Tonight. Tonight. No, no, Bill Pito. Billy Pito. Bill, Billy Pito used to host it. Which is weird. He's from oh, Minnesota. I just didn't I care, about care about hockey. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> All right, phone calls when we come back. Hour number two of the program. Taylor and Sydney Scott, Stu's daughters, will be here, and that'll be a great memory lane stroll then as well. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Back here on our Rich Eisen show uh, live feed here on uh, Peacock, joined with our terrestrial radio outfit and everyone else. Rogue ST driver, please try these out. I'm, I, I can personally attest that they make you feel more confident on the tee, and they are absolutely the best drivers that Callaway's ever put in my hand. The Rogue ST drivers, speed tuned to be Callaway's fastest, most stable driver ever. Engineered with a new tungsten speed cartridge, gives you more speed on off-center hits, provides more forgiveness thanks to high MOI. That's the science of it. But I'll tell you what, again, you just stand over the ball in the tee box and you think, like, I can just, I can just hit this a ton. And it's, it, makes, it makes me feel more consistent. And then there's the science behind it. Uh, again, yeah. it, it, it's it's great. The science is 
It's just about confidence, though. Like you have this in your hand, you're like, yes. I'm hitting the fairway, and it's going to be right down the middle, and it's all going to be good from here. I try the Max. I haven't tried the uh, Rogue ST Diamond, Triple Diamond LS, because that's what the tour players love, and I'm not one of them. I <laughs> <laughs> just say the Saudis haven't reached out to me. Hey, now. Okay? Uh, Callaway's thought through every aspect of speed, so all you've got to do is go rogue. Find your Rogue ST driver, one for you. There's definitely one for your game. Go to CallawayGolf.com slash go rogue. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Uh, Nick Saban has spoken, um, and uh, we're going to be seeking out those sound bites for you. Uh, let's go uh, to our friend Terzo in Iowa. All rise. What's up, Terzo? How are you? Yo, what's up, Rich? Happy to have you back, man. Terzo. Missed you last week, but sounds like you're having a lot of fun. Thank you very much. Greatly appreciate it. What's going on in your mind, man? What, your mind, man? What's going hey. on? Hey, so I uh, love the interview with Fred Warner last uh, yesterday. That was great. Um, I got a little bit of a prediction uh, for the 49ers win-loss total. Um, I was going to run that past you. And then also maybe try to make a fun little wager with you. If I'm able, if I'm able to hit the over, maybe you send me out that second-best uh, attorney oh. uh, cup that you got from Better Call Saul yesterday. That made me – that was cracking me up yesterday. Okay. Uh, as you know, Terzo, wow. being a National Football League employee, I frown upon everything that you just said. Um <laughs> So, but hey, I'll bite. Uh, yeah, you know, just 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 for the just for the just just for the sake though of what what do you have in mind? What what are you what are you trying to uh, rope me into that could uh, void my contract? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so uh, my my thought would be go over the 49ers win loss. I think they're going to okay. be 13 and four. Oh my goodness! God. All right, I need NFL films music. Oh, I need wow. NFL films music from you, Mike Del Tufo, from uh, you, Mike Hoskins. I need the San Francisco 49ers schedule. Uh, there it is on the screen, Terzo. I will walk you through it, unless you've got it in front of you. Do you have it in front I of got, you? I got, I got it in front of me as well. Right? Week you can't one, make a statement. Hold on a second. Not oh, have it in front of you. I, well, he you does. I, I guess so. <laughs> uh, all right, let me open up to the appropriate oh, page. Yes. Hold on, let me open up to the appropriate page here in my booklet. This will be this will be in the book now for the rest of the season, Terzo. Here we go. I, I, I'm in for it. Terzo from Iowa, yes, right. counselor. You have the floor. Let's go. Week one at Chicago. They beat Chicago. That's a win. Uh, home. Wait, oh, I'll walk you through it. Home for Seattle, week two. Beat Seattle. At the Denver Broncos, week three. Beat Denver, get a little revenge on Russell. That's 3-0. and oh. Home for the Rams. As you know, the Niners have had the Rams number in the regular season lately. What do you have for me? So, so I waffled on this one, but I think they take the L. That's an oh, L. They're 3-1. Yeah. and one. At Carolina, week five. <laughs> beat Carolina. That's 4-1. and one. At, at the Falcons, week six. Beat Atlanta. Home for the Kansas City Chiefs, week seven. Lose, lose to K, uh, lose to KC. Okay, at the Rams now. At the Rams. How about that? The, the Niners and the Rams are done before before week. Wow. Nine. Okay, Dude, that's a Christmas. What do you got yeah, for me? Wait, at the Rams. They, they, they beat they beat the Rams on the road. Okay, so oh. they split in each other's house. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, yep. so then they hit the bye at six and two, week ten. What do you got for me, Terzo? What do you got? We, we at the Chargers. Home uh, for the Chargers. Home for the Chargers. Chargers. You beat them? Okay, home for the... Well, they're in Mexico City against the Cardinals, week 11. What do you got? We win We win against the Cardinals. Uh, home for the Where's Saints, the week 12. Kyle Murray's hurt. Home for... Okay, <laughs> interesting piece of information. That's breaking news. All right, we got to go fast here. Home for the Saints, week 12. Beat them. Home for the Dolphins, week 13. Beat Miami. Home for Tom Brady, week 14. Lose to Tom Brady. At the Seahawks on a Thursday night. Short game. Quick trip. What do you got? 
Home for the Win. Washington Commanders on the Saturday on the Christmas Eve. What do you got? Win. New Year's Day at the Raiders. Lots to the Raiders. And then home for the Cardinals to finish things up. Sweet, sweet the Cardinals. That's 13 and 4. Woof. Thank you, Terzo. That's now in the book. I'm not going to bet you a damn Great thing. Day, guys. <laughs> thank you for the call. I love it. Nice, thank you. Things more important than uh, wagering with Terzo. 13 and 4. Oh, my gosh. No. Well, the Rams are going to go 14 and now, 3. I expect him to get uh, obliterated <laughs> here. Oh, Trey yeah, Lance. He's get my destroyed. God. Trey Lance. I, I believe in Trey Lance. You do, Rich. San Francisco. Terzo in Iowa. 13 and 4. <laughs> Yeah, I lost not. game. That's going to be the first win-loss game we got from uh, one of our fans. Well, I admire the gumption. <laughs> I mean, Taylor and Sydney Scott, Stu's daughters, coming up in studio. All right, are you interested in what the desert thinks? Yeah, go yeah, ahead. sure. The desert thinks that. Well, let me let me guess what the desert thinks. The desert thinks win total for the 49ers according to the desert and 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 last the, updated today. Okay, oh, I will yes. say I will say they've got cuz they they give it in like half increments, right? Isn't that what they yes. do? Yes. Uh I will say it's nine and a half. Well done, Rich Ooh. Eisen. 9.5. There you go. For the desert. The crazy thing would be is if it was Jimmy Garoppolo, would it be like 10, 10 and a half? No, it'd be the same, nine and a half. Nine and a half. Be the same. This is the team that almost made the Super Bowl I mean, last year. They were like year. a couple plays away They only away won 10 games Lance. last year. Trey Lance they only won 10 games is going to be guys. a problem for defenses. He is big. He is strong. And all he's got to do is know his playbook, be confident, see it, and rip it. And then all this mesh point stuff, no one's going to know who's got it. And he's going to then I mean, just, just jam it down just, people's throats. The red zone offense is going to be vastly improved. The confidence, and but yeah, we have ten years of Russell Wilson. You're like, ah, I don't know. Oh, I he's gotta in see it. it. He's gotta in see it. it. New spot, new coach, <laughs> new teammates. That's why. That's why. That's why. Also, there's a guy who's never been a starter and hasn't played in two years. I got it. I know it sounds weird. It's, it's crazy. I know it sounds weird. I have talked myself. I have boxed myself in. There is no way out. It is totally. I am. I honestly. I am. I am Kevin Costner and Sean Young rolled into one right now. It's an old school pop culture reference. reference. Are you in a limo? That's a rent. Uh, uh, there's no way out. I, 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 honestly, that's that's that's. I boxed myself in. Wins. How many teams win 13 games this year? Do you think? Three, like two, yeah, two or two three. Or three. I know, and he's chosen the and Niners. The Niners going to be one of them. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that because oh. there's going to be the downs for the Lance. Right, there will be. It's going to be this? a weird over loss under, in there. Over, over, under. Ooh, 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 Here's ooh, another over, ooh. under for you. Over, under two and a half. Number of times the national media will wring their hands about Trey Lance this year. <laughs> oh well, way over. I mean, you taking that, the way over? It's going to be a hot topic all year. One bad game. Should they have let Jimmy G go? They'll be like what a two-game losing streak and be all going to bring Jimmy G back. False. That's nutty. I'll take the under. I'm taking the under. I'm all the way in. Get ready. And there's no way out. Rhymes with drip payless. I am all the way in. Nice. Good one.